listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 347. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who reduced me to the good kind of tears, John Brownstone. You're welcome. I, I Thank you, I think. <laughs> Still not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> I'm surprised you're sitting as uh, well as you are. I'm a little tender, but it's, mm. you know, it's bearable. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens after I've sat for like two hours. Uh, that'll be interesting there you go yeah this week uh for our podcast episode we are responding to questions asked over on the bdsm side of reddit Uh, i cannot promise or guarantee a rant but chances are good y'all know me (laughs) welcome to the loving bdsm podcast if this is your first time listening glad to have you if you're back for another week welcome back loving bdsm is produced every friday for your kinky pleasure and education and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app you can also follow the show on twitter at loving bdsm on fetlife at loving bdsm pc on instagram at that handle i will forever fucking hate loving ds and the number one so that's at loving ds one or on youtube at youtube dot com slash loving bdsm where you can watch us live stream the podcast every wednesday all links are in the show notes a big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on patreon including our newest peeps we are able to do this whatever this is on the internet (laughs) uh because of our kinky patrons and we are grateful for every fucking one of you Mm -hmm. if you'd like to join our kinky community and help us do this thing we do and get access to extra content plus a Discord server, you can do that. Just join us at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. <laughs> okay. <Go ahead. laughs> You're about to turn on the fan, and that's why there will be a hum in the background. That's right. Okay. Before we get into these uh, questions and things posed on Reddit, uh, one quick announcement. Um, I would like to remind folks, cause I am really, really bad at actually saying it out loud often enough that it makes a difference for anybody. Uh, Loving BDSM has a weekly newsletter um, that you can subscribe to at no cost cause it's a newsletter and yeah. yeah. Um, when you subscribe, you actually, as a thank you for giving us your email address and letting us slide into your inbox weekly, uh, you get access to a downloadable of a, a very long uh, BDSM checklist. Um, so the link to subscribe to our newsletter is either in the show notes, if you're listening on the podcast or, uh, in the description box, if you're on YouTube, um, what we put in our newsletters tends to be, uh, I do a section called BDSM, uh, news from around the world. So articles I come across that are kink themed, some are going to piss you off. Some are going to inform you. Some are just interesting. Um, and sometimes there's light news weeks and sometimes there's heavy news weeks. Uh, I also always link to the show notes page um, from that week's episode. So if there are links that we mentioned that you might be interested in, um, you can get them straight from the email. You don't have to go looking for a show notes page or anything like that. Um, uh, anytime like there's an update, like we've got a new product on Etsy or we're doing something with Patreon or we're doing something with the shop, something like that, it'll probably be there. And then every once in a while, there's other bits and odds and ends and stuff and whatever. Um, so if you decide to subscribe to our newsletter, we would love to have you. Um, one thing we've noticed with the system we use that is one of the few that's friendly to BDSM <laughs> content, that's why we use it, is if you sign up on mobile, there can be a glitch sometimes where it won't give you your downloadable. So two things, one, just 
send us an email and let us know. We can manually do it. But two, for this week, I'm gonna go ahead and slide that downloadable into the newsletter. So even people who've been on our list for literal years, if maybe you don't remember getting it or there was an issue, blah, 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 you'll get it too, so. We'll have to yeah. check my email. I know you're finally on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we had we have had newsletters for multiple things for years, and he never saw a single one of them. Uh, some of them even have his name on it, like the the Kinkery the newsletter. Kinkery. I I send it from you. I know. He, he just now. I got knows what I got like. my first one a couple weeks ago. You did. <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> you did. Um, okay. So the other thing before we get into uh, these Reddit responses, um, one is actually not from the bdsm advice subreddit which is okay. fascinating um and i have and it's i have definite thoughts but it was like wow this is over from a different side and two i want to uh, sort of shout out and for those who are on reddit and might use this let you know about um a subreddit that princess rara created called it's a bdsm am i the asshole subreddit Ooh. i know so i have linked to that in the places so if you are a reddit person um or you would like to use an am i the asshole kind of thing but a kink focused one yeah because i will now be checking that myself when we get ready for these uh types of episodes to see if there's anything where we can weigh in also i have a hair on my face and it's driving me crazy okay there we go so with all of that being said, um, let's get into the first one. And this one is the one that's not from the BDSM subreddit. Okay. It is, it's an am I the asshole? Uh, and if you're not sure what that is, there's a part of a subreddit called am I the asshole where people present their situations and then ask the internet, am I the asshole in this situation? Mm. Um, and I, I became familiar with am I the asshole actually from Twitter more than than Reddit because these things get cross posted. So that's what that is. Here we go. Am I the asshole for kicking a girl out of my party for calling her boyfriend daddy? I, female 24, was hosting a small scale hangout with about 15 friends. One girl, female 23, is an acquaintance of mine and she came with her boyfriend. We were all sitting around in the main room and eating pizza when she came to sit and sat on her boyfriend's lap. A little weird since there were open seats, but I didn't say anything. While we were talking as a group, she would always refer to her boyfriend as daddy. She would interject with things like, daddy just bought me a new stand mixer and daddy looks so handsome in this shirt, right? I told him to get it. At first we thought she was joking or messing with us, but she continued doing it and the rest of us were side eyeing each other and were kind of uncomfortable. I asked her if she could save the pet names for home because some of us were feeling uncomfortable. She got upset and told me to stop making such a big deal over a nickname and slut shaming her. I told her that wasn't my intention at all, but I would appreciate if she could stop because it was killing the vibe. She started ranting at me about a whole lot of stuff and I just told her that her and her boyfriend, told her and her boyfriend to please leave. Her boyfriend was pissed too, but they eventually got out. The rest of the evening was less uncomfortable and way more peaceful. A few of my friends who didn't know the girl I kicked thanked me for making her leave, but we all kind of felt awkward because of what happened. Am I the asshole? What do you think? Um, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm from, from what I'm reading into this, 
Um, it was not a a a kink party or or no. a gathering of, of kink people. That seems very vanilla to me. Yeah. And um, you know, I I am I I wish it were different to say that you know you could could use pet names like that more in public mm-hmm. um, without there being, but you know you you kind of have to know your audience so to speak I, I agree. Um, you know so for her to get all bent out of shape because she could not call her boyfriend daddy um you know there there's there's such a thing as as the way the way i see things anyway um it it's kind of like doing play in public you know the the people around did not consent. They might not even know what they're even listening know what to. They're, what right. they're you know seeing or or hearing or whatnot. So you know, um, I I kind of am gonna go with no. She's not the asshole. No, I don't. I don't think out. so at all. Um, you know, I I think the the person could have taken a little less. From from again from what hearing in the story, a uh, person could have taken a little bit less of a um, attitude uh, yeah. about being asked, you know, not to do that. Um, it it to me it's very non consensual. Oh, know, I with, agree with with the whole name saying and stuff like right. that. Right. The thing is, is you are allowed to use whatever words you want Mm -hmm. for any partner and if you are in mixed company and especially if you are in a decidedly non-kink space say the names you want to say but that does not prohibit anybody from saying to you hey that's making us a little uncomfortable yeah could you refrain and that if the if what had happened was they had that person had used daddy and blah 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 blah, Mm -hmm. and nobody had said anything and they hadn't been like even remotely like tried to be polite, tried to be conciliatory and be like, hey, um, and there had been just a blow up. I'd go, yeah, you might be kind of an asshole because you didn't say anything. This person was like, hey, you're making us, you're making me uncomfortable. Can you stop that? Right. You know, can we just leave that at home? Yes, having to single out this person because they were the ones using daddy, but making a blanket statement of, can we all just leave pet names at home? That is the perfect way to do it. And everybody gets the right to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I don't like, if if I'm in a kink space and kinky things are happening, then that's kind of on me to like pull myself away because that's the space for that activity, behavior, words. In non-kink spaces, or n- you don't know if it's a kink friendly mm-hmm. space, frankly, it's best in my opinion to err on the side of, I'm keeping this private, but I also understand the pushback of, but I want to try and normalize this. And this is what's important to me. And I get that, but the things that are important to you and that matter to you do not give any of us the right to then bulldoze over somebody else's boundaries, especially when they've asked us even, they don't have to ask politely, but especially when Mm -hmm. they ask politely. Yeah. And then the, I don't know if there's something missing to the story. I kind of don't feel like there is. It feels like this person was asked to stop using those, you know, and they even said pet names there. Even in the explanation, it's not shamey from how I'm reading it. And that person went straight to, oh, you're slut shaming me. Right. 
where how did we jump from hey could you like leave that at home and maybe not hear this this isn't the space to i'm slut shaming you and saying that you can't you know what you're doing is wrong like that's that person then becomes the asshole because that's we're not having a mature conversation about this now we are now accusing people of treatment and saying things that it does not appear that that's what they were doing so no i'm you know, quite frankly, and this is a personal thing and everybody's going to handle it differently, but in kink spaces, I don't always call you daddy. Like, no, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm more apt to call you baby girl here at home. Uh -huh. Um, uh -huh. I do so uh -huh. when we are at a munch. Okay. Uh -huh. But if we were just sitting at a restaurant right. or something, I am not going to call you baby girl. I do not expect you to call me daddy. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, the the thing is, this this person who referred to her boyfriend as daddy, um, they were in someone else's space. Yes, yes. And you've got to either respect the rules of the space or get the fuck out of the right. space. If, if, it was, if it was their home. Right. I, I could see. And I a, can a see little... that too. I mean, I don't want to make people in my home uncomfortable, but no. I think you have the right to go, wait, this is my home. If mm -hmm. you're uncomfortable, go ahead and, and maybe this isn't the space for you. Right. And th see, the thing is, is the reality of today's world is mm -hmm. the vast majority of us either are not just, just not comfortable or not willing to like express certain parts of our dynamic in public and or cannot either safely do it or do it without making other people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I would say, I don't think I've ever seen this said before, and I don't think I've ever said it, but I think it's a good rule of thumb. Power exchange 101, figure out what your public facing dynamic looks like. Right. Because a lot of the times the, the language we use, the actions we perform, the things we do are not right for not your home or non-kink spaces. That doesn't mean you can't express mm -hmm, yourself, mm -hmm. but it also doesn't mean that you have free range to, you have the ability to express yourself in any way you want, but once you make people uncomfortable and they express a boundary, if you keep doing it um, regardless of their express boundary, right. now you're in the wrong. So either you only go to spaces that are gonna allow that kind of thing, or you figure out what your public facing dynamic looks like and what is home or what is kink space friendly and bare minimum is respecting others boundaries. Like you want your boundaries to be respected. Mm -hmm. You have to give as well as receive right. on that. So. But you, you kind of also need to know, you know, when to, okay, that that's not going to, fly here mm -hmm. you know um Tasha made a, a point of saying you know there, there's one thing about you know testing the waters right you know because you know yeah and and you know you you kind of dip your toe in and see what the reaction is and if the reaction is you know very negative then you know you right. kind of need to right exactly yeah. exactly because nobody's saying don't be kinky that's not allowed they're saying hey mm -hmm. in this space right we'd prefer not that part to not be here invisible exactly. so you didn't get the choice stop mm -hmm. doing it or remove yourself yeah i mean that's that's just how that works mm -hmm. so yeah the original poster <laughs> is definitely not the asshole no and the person the kinkster was on some level an asshole yeah okay now we're back on the bdsm side <laughs> <Reddit>. <laughs> and i um 
can't remember if this is one Silent Wings sent me or it's one I found because there are a couple I found too. But I like this one because I thought of you immediately. Uh-oh. Okay, here we go. Doms, how do you use your relationship as self-care? I struggle with taking care of myself. I don't really care about my own well-being very much and I struggle with low self-esteem and confidence. I've always taken care of someone else in my life and I find it easier to take care of myself when I have someone else to care for. For example, they need to eat regular balanced meals so I cook and I might as well cook for both of us. It would be silly to just cook for one. I also struggle with asking um, my partner for things I could do myself or even asking for help with things I can't do that would inconvenience the other person. This has led to an unbalance in my current dynamic where my pet feels like they aren't doing enough for me, but I don't know what to ask them to do. I love taking care of them and pampering them and I don't know how to turn it around and allow them to serve me the way they would like to. So for other doms, especially mommies and daddies and other caretakers, how do you use your relationship and submissive to take care of yourself? I'm gonna interject here and say poorly, but it's okay. (laughs) Clearly it's a struggle for some big teeths. Also, I kind of object to the using your relationship as self-care. Like, yes, and maybe also no. Like, yes, sometimes, yes, a little bit, a hundred percent all of your self-care comes from it i don't know how i feel about that no um to me self-care kind of comes from outside the dynamic i mean it can be part of the dynamic that can be built in a little bit to a certain extent but i don't think a hundred percent not not a hundred not a hundred percent that's 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 putting too much on the other person Mm -hmm. um i mean to me self-care is sitting reading a book mm-hmm. okay to me self going to the doctor going yeah going to the doctor um taking your medication wearing your back brace going for walks going to the gym eating healthy foods that tastes good i don't need to say a word he's doing. <laughs> i actually am pointing I'm, out I'm things he's gonna... been neglecting that he knows are self-care but he's not doing all of them go ahead <laughs> I love you, Daddy. <laughs> Clearly, I held back too much this morning. <laughs> Probably so. I'm grateful for that. Anyway, go ahead. I, you know, there there is a certain amount of of um, self care that is interwoven into the dynamic. Um, you know, for me, the biggest thing is I am terrible at asking for help oh, God, yeah. when I need it. Um, you know, and and I and that comes from having been in in past relationships or or whether on my own that I just had to do things. Right. I mean, that's the same on this side of the slash too. Yeah. I might be submissive, but I've had enough experience of having to just get on with it myself. That yeah. yeah. And um, you know, I've I've gotten a little better mm-hmm. asking for it's help. It's a practice thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like anything. If you're not mm-hmm. good at it or used to it there i think it's a trust thing to trust that the other person will actually be Mm -hmm. there for you or help you um i think it's uh it's a time thing because you have you know from just previous experiences all the way up to what we call bad tapes um you've got reasons why it may be hard Mm -hmm. in this particular person's um situation and i would say to you as well which you and i not formally but we have kind of done this if you're not sure how to let your partner take care of you ask them ask your partner like what 
what where do you like and i i don't again we didn't do it formally formally so i don't have like a script ready but i can think of things like if you asked hey um have you noticed anything with me or am are there things that i could be doing better are there things that you would like to be helping me with are there things like if you ask me, as I just pointed out, if you ask me what JB could be doing for himself, oh, I got ideas. Because one, I'm paying attention. Two, I want him to be as healthy and happy as he is capable of being. And three, from a submissive perspective, I totally get this person's you know comment about how their partner feels like they're not doing enough. Like yeah. when I see JB struggling or needing something, whether it would come from a self-care, air quote that if you'd like, kind of thing or not, I mean, it, it's painful because I'm like, but I could help. I could, I might not be able to make it better, but like I could assist with this. So I would say, ask your partner if there's anything they're seeing, they notice they'd like to offer up as a mm -hmm. suggestion. Last night, I was not taken up on this, but that's that's the thing is you can make all the suggestions in the world and then you gotta back off and let people make their own choices. You were, appearing kind of down more so than normal. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, you haven't really gone to the gym and no, going to the gym and exercise does not fix our mental health, but it can help us momentarily feel a little bit better. Um, are you going, first I went, are you going to the gym tonight? And he went, no, I don't think so. I'm like, well, I understand maybe not doing the, the class, the water aerobics, but you could get on the elliptical or treadmill and that little bit of activity might, you know, sort some things for you or make you feel temporarily like a little bit better. And he went, I'll give it some thought. And I knew then he wasn't going, okay, <laughs> I promise you. I knew then he wasn't going. But <laughs> and not every submissive is uh, uh, probably on a, a disturbing level that like focused on their partner. <laughs> But I think more of us would have thoughts and ideas. And I, I so I would say, if you don't know, ask um no. and get your partner's feedback of what they see what they think what they'd be willing to do what they you know what they would advise if like if that was just a friend asking them and they were like oh let me tell you what i think sometimes mm -hmm. you can do it within your dynamic and you can also like loosen the dynamic temporarily to have the conversation like whatever works but yeah that's my one I, of my thoughts rara brought up something that i was thinking too uh, that i was gonna you know to to a good extent you have to be able to take care of yourself absolutely in order to take care of someone else uh, i agree completely okay i agree completely. I, you know everybody struggles with something nobody nobody is 100 percent perfect even at taking care of themselves sure but to to a good extent you have to be able to you know take care of yourself physically mentally you, emotionally. you need to you can't how do you how do you have power or control or say over what another human being does when you were over there falling the fuck apart? That right. does not mean you can't be falling apart and still be a decent dom, but you should be taking the steps to help yourself fall apart a little less. Right. Like that's where it's the go to therapy, take your meds, go to mm -hmm. a doctor. Like here's the thing. And you can know it intellectually what you need to do. And Onyx is now screeching in the background. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and still struggle with it. I'm not going to get into the details of what, but yeah. we ended up having our, it's now a semi-annual physical with us every six months with our doctor. And there was an issue that JB and I had said, maybe you should talk to the doctor about this and see what the options are. And at home he went, 
yeah, maybe. Yeah, I probably should. I will. I will. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it in the car on the way over because I was kind of checking in to make sure that's still what he wanted to do. We get in there and, you know, we our appointments were together. They they clocked us. They're like, oh, bring these two in together. They <laughs> they do well. They do worse. We don't know, but just bring them in together. <laughs> so we were talking about my things first. So we moved on to your things. Mm -hmm. And you, it was so funny. It was a thing you wanted, but it was a hard conversation to have. And you, I don't think you'd ever had that conversation with somebody outside of like a relationship before. And we're talking and you were like stumbling and you and she, and she even went, okay, is there anything else? And I, I felt you go like just tense up. And I, I didn't say it for you. No, you didn't. That was not my job. That was not my place as a partner or a submissive either one. But I sure shit nudged you real hard and went, well, there is one thing. And then gave him a very pointed look. <laughs> and the doctor went, oh, okay. And then gave him a very pointed look. And then he, he got it out and we had the conversation. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sometimes you know what you want to do or need to do or ought to do, and it's a struggle to then do the thing. Right. Um, in a power exchange, if, if it works for both partners, I mean, I consider that an act of service, nudging you along mm -hmm. down the path you want to be on. Like, right. I, I, again, it's not about trying to uh, manipulate you into doing things that I think you should do. That's gross and uh. um, <laughs> like we're not playing that game either. And for all that, yes, I'm submissive to you. I definitely have control issues. So I have firm opinions on what I think everybody else should be doing. Um, <laughs> but I, I have learned to only ask when, you know, you actually like want it or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, how, how can I put trust, my trust and faith in you to make decisions on my behalf if I'm watching you fall the fuck apart and you're not doing anything about it. It's yeah. okay to fall the fuck apart. And sometimes you're gonna fall apart before you like go, oh, mm -hmm. we gotta do something about this. Like, yeah. But I mean, we even had a very brief moment. We haven't had a full conversation about it where, you know, you've been very open about the fact that you're in therapy and situational yeah. depression. We talked about that a couple episodes ago and you even mentioned offhand, maybe I need to be on medication. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe you do. I Maybe you don't, I don't know. Talk. Talk to the one doctor yeah. who can refer you to the blah, blah, blah. But like, that's the start of it. Like you, you kind of fell apart as you had every right to. I did the little nudge of, yeah, but what about therapy? You picked the ball up and ran with right. it. And now you're, that process is sort of having its own evolution because of what you're doing to take care of you. Right. So I would say to somebody like this, like, how do you, get self-care i'm not comfortable with using your entire relationship as self-care yeah, no. like, that makes me deeply uncomfortable no. um that that's kind of that that's kind of like laying his 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 full response or their full responsibility yeah. of taking care of themselves at somebody else's feet yeah and i don't like that because then what happens okay. when, if there's, if something happens with your partner who is supposed to be responsible, partly responsible for your self-care and or the relationship, then you got, you got nothing. And you're, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I, I find that part, like that part makes me go, mm, I don't like it. But ultimately I think it's the responsibility of individuals, right? Yeah. To figure out self-care what that looks like for you and it's not all like going to yoga classes and taking fucking bubble baths it really is 
take your medication, go see a doctor, take yeah. a shower today, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. try to eat a full meal at least once a day. Kind of like, it depends on what you need, right? And I think that it there is a place in a dynamic for some of it to be kind of built in. Um, as we've, we've done the episode on self-care, it's important yeah. for both sides of the slash is important for everybody um, because I can't serve and take care of you as a submissive, nor can I take care of this household, this family, these children, if I don't take care of myself. Right. We have the conversations and it's how we justified the expense we can't afford of all the medical care. That If we don't take care of our, our health to the extent that we are capable of, we cannot work and pay our mortgage. Right. So therefore this is an investment it's a hard spend, but it's an investment in ourselves. Right. I think that same argument can be made for doms. Like if you don't take the time to t figure out what you need to do to take care of yourself, and that mm -hmm. can be in partnership with your submissive partner, then you're, you can't like, that's an investment in yourself so that you can invest in the relationship without it. It's all going to fucking fall apart mm -hmm. eventually or be harder than it has to be yeah. or be more miserable than it has to be. But oh, can we not use our relationship totally as self-care? That really like yeah, no. bugs me. Okay, anything else you would add? Okay, next one. Oh, the question makes me want to rant. We haven't even gotten into. Oh, it. oh, here we go. Okay. God, I can just sit back for this. <laughs> no, I'm sure you'll have thoughts. Here we go. As a service sub, am I allowed to use my safe word? I, 19 female, almost 20, been into BDSM since I turned 18, and my partner, Steve, 24, has been my dom for the majority of it. Anyway, he wants me to be a service sub, and I actually heavily lean into it. I love making him happy and doing things for him, and he takes care of me, and so I'm happy. Anyway, though, last night he wanted me to get him off. I normally would have, and I love to, but I was tired. So he kind of tried to convince me, and I ended up safe wording so he'd get off of me. He respected me, everything ended right away, and he comforted me. But he also made a comment about how when he's a service sub, he's more service oriented. So I asked him if I was just not supposed to safe word and do something I was not comfortable with. And he was like, well, you are supposed to want to please them over your personal comfort. I'm so confused. Like, am I just not supposed to use my safe word? Maybe I use it too much throw the whole fucking man out what the actual fuck oh my god sorry go ahead what thoughts do you have daddy <laughs> um none that compare to what you just said i don't give a flying fuck if when you're in service sub mode you care about a person's pleasure to the extent blah blah who the fuck cares we're not going to compare my service submission to your service submission to their service submission who gives a fuck she didn't want to do it she had to safe word to get him off of her that comes real close to a line that i didn't give a trigger warning for but y'all know what line i'm talking about and he, he went through the motions of doing the right thing, but then was fucking judgy? The answer to her question is yes, you're allowed to use your fucking safe word. No, you don't use it too much. If you are using it air quote this heavily too much, that means that there's some boundaries being crossed regularly, or there's some conversations that need to be had and like to establish some shit, or maybe you're just in a shitty ass relationship. But there really is no too much. You use it when you fucking need to. And the only way to get your partner off of you in a sexual moment, it's the safe word. What are we fucking doing? 
Because this is clearly not a we negotiated, you know, fair use, free use. Even then you get a fucking safe word and there's a way out and there has to be a fucking way out. And also as the Dom, it's your goddamn responsibility to either one, pay ideally pay attention. Two, when you're not sure you fucking check in. Three, slow the fuck down if you're not getting an enthusiastic response. Stop if you're not. Ideally before a safe word, but once a safe word happens, there's not supposed to be judgment on a fucking safe word. I realize I sound like a crazy lady. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh my God, throw the whole fucking man away. Not all men, but this fucking guy, okay? (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. (sighs) And the supposed to want to please your dom over your personal comfort? Yes, and also no. That's a line we each individually get to draw. Let me give you a a prime example. I fucking hate the toys you use today. You know I hate them. I consented to them. You made it very clear what my safe words are. Y'all were in a gag. I couldn't even safe word. I had a safe gesture. And you were like, you know them? You remember them? Good. And I chose, knowing I was going to be very uncomfortable, personal comfort here was... out the goddamn window. I chose to enter into that because in that moment, at that time, under those circumstances, I went, you know what? Yes, I'll put a little bit of my personal comfort to the side so that you can have some of what you want. But the reason I am willing to do that and can do it and sometimes, but not fucking Mm -hmm. always do it is one, we've built that relationship and I know I can either safe word and and you're gonna check in. Quite frankly, you stopped and I hadn't even safe worded. I didn't even fucking have to. And you knew when it was time to stop when I was at my goddamn limit. That's why I will do that. Mm -hmm. But if this little motherfucker is gonna be shamey about shit, then you don't get the privilege of me putting aside some of my personal comfort Mm -hmm. for your fucking pleasure because you haven't fucking earned it. That's how submissives in my opinion, right. ought to be figuring that and out even, for themselves. Even though I was using toys that you do not find pleasurable, okay, um, I also knew when it was time to stop. Yep. When you had had enough. Yep. Even though you didn't give me the sign. Yep. Motherfucker. (laughs) Tell us how you feel. Let me just make sure there's not other points I want to touch on where this guy just gets yeeted off into the fucking sun. I also, this is a little sticky point and it's hard. I think it's, there's hard Mm -hmm. to deal with and there is a little bit more leeway in established relationships because you have hopefully established like the language of body language the blah it was the uh he wanted her to get him off and normally she would love to but she was just tired which she gets to fucking be tired here's the line that gets me he kind of tried to convince me that sounds like pressure yeah like i've I'm trying to think of them, and again, everybody's different and everybody's dynamic is different. Mm. And like, I get that, but I'm trying to think of a time where you wanted something from me and I was like, I'm, I'm not feeling it, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of an instance where you ever said anything 
any follow-up to that that made me feel like you were trying to convince me of something? I think I'm sure at some point you kind of went, oh, can we maybe do something else? Or is there mm -hmm. anything you would be willing to do? I, I don't even have a memory of you ever going, are you sure? Like if I just said, yeah, mm, no. Mm -hmm. Normally, because when I say it as a service, I'm usually profusely apologizing. And right. quite frankly, I'm, I know I'm like reading things into it and this is my bias and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would not fucking be surprised at all if her response was, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I feel bad about this, however, blah, 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 right? Because yeah. for a person to walk away from that going, oh my God, am I not supposed to say for it? I feel awful, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to just bet that part of that letting this fucker know what her boundaries were involved a lot of feeling bad and apologizing, whatever. And somehow this dipshit read that as, well, let me try to convince her. That, oh, I cannot, I cannot think of a time. Can you think of a time where you've wanted to try to like change my mind or hope for a different outcome? I cannot think of one. Mm -mm, no. And there have absolutely been times where I could sense what you might might have been, you know, wanting. And I was like, just so you know, <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. how I'm feeling. Or because now ours is a, a longer established relationship, um, years as opposed to however long, you know, yeah. they were together. M not quite two years, uh, obviously, but I could, you know, I could go, I think I know you want here's what i can't do here's what i can do right like i got that we've got that sense of one another and i know not everybody will have that but he wants to call himself a dom and then try to convince a partner who has stated no matter how imperfect or like trying yeah. to be nice they probably were stated a boundary of i don't wanna like if they had fair use or like consensual non-consent built into their dynamic i feel mm -hmm. like that would have come up right like Oh, I feel bad because we, you know, we negotiated this and because we've seen those questions where people are like, oh shit, we negotiated this, yeah. but I don't wanna, what's the right thing? That's not mentioned at all. So that to me means that's not part not of the dynamic. Right. So I hate him and all like him. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Ultimately the answer to the question is of course you're allowed to. And also, just just get rid of that one. Walk away. Mm -hmm. Run away, even. Okay. That's a deep, relaxing breath. It's fine. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. <laughs> Fuck that fucking fucker. Okay, this one I picked. Okay, because I think I think it's meant as a fun, playful question, but you know I can't I can't just let something be fun and playful. I've got to make yeah, it serious. We know. Right. Okay, here we go. Should I come without permission on purpose to let my sadistic daddy have fun punishing me? Does anyone do this? Do you think it's worth it? I haven't because I love to please and obey him, but I know he would love disciplining me. I'm also scared in the way that makes me wet of the punishment I'd receive. I'm new to this, LOL. I appreciate any advice. So I definitely get the urge, mm -hmm. but I definitely am gonna be like somebody's mom about it. So what do you, what, what, you're a sadistic daddy. Like, what do you say? Um, as a sadistic daddy, I, I don't see that as a good idea that, that, that would not end well. <laughs> no, I don't. I think that if you've had the conversation about, if you have a conversation about what if I did this in the future, I'm not yeah. doing it right now, but like, this mm -hmm. is a fantasy I had. This is a thought I had. What do you think? Then you get the opportunity to find out how your partner feels about it. 
right. what the potential punishment or punishment would, would be, be. Mm-hmm. Um, under what parameters they would recognize that this is you tr- trying to get in trouble. Like what you would do if you did the thing, but you misread the situation and now your partner's like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of variables to think about. Like I get it, oh, this will be kind of fun, except it's at this point, until you've talked to your partner about it, it's only fun for you because you're the only one in on what you're right. doing. I mean, the, the the first thing that comes to my mind was reading this and what she's talking about, um, you know, is that is um, kind of bratty behavior there. It is. Okay, not everybody likes bratty behavior. Bratty behavior. That that That's that true. could you know, to to their dom that that could be uh, not a good reaction. Yeah, you know you uh, you think you know a reaction you would get from your partner, but you really don't. Right. I mean, if this is something they they had discussed, you know, um, you'd come to me and said, you know, how would you feel if I was even more brattier than I am? sassier but whatever (laughs) i who like get teary when i think that i've actually annoyed you really really i don't know how bratty people think i am because i'm like i saw verbal for me it's not going to be in actions it's not going to be in purposely breaking a rule i would probably send you like a three-part memo in triplicate like through like snail mail to get your signed approval before i did that but that's the thing. I mean, it 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 almost seems like, you know, they're 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 kind of curious about punishment, about about some different types of play. I think that's something that needs to be discussed mm-hmm. between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe they just need to have some serious playtime set aside. That, you know, this this. Uh, uh, S-type can get a taste of what it's like to be on the other side of, uh, you right. know, on the receiving end of that. So I, I, know so I, I think to just, you know, pull it out of the hat. Uh-uh. Because, yeah, you, your partner's not expecting it, so you cannot possibly anticipate their real reaction. Right. Also, as they stated here, I love to please and obey. So if it's playful and everybody's in on the game, then mm-hmm. you're still pleasing. You know you're still pleasing, and in some ways you're obeying because they've given you some kind of tacit permission to do that at some point. But if you do it without them understanding what might happen and what's going on, you're you might not be pleasing them, and you're clearly not obeying them. And so I I can imagine there being sort of a, a, a dissonance within yourself, and the excitement might if it occurs at all it might be very Mm short-lived um it also kind of feels not purposely i don't think this person is like trying to do this or this is what their intent would be but it feels a little manipulative i want an experience with my partner that i assume they want with me i i'm not going to talk to them about it i'm just going to put them in the situation and hope it goes the way I want. Yeah. Much better to go, okay, don't don't act impulsively here. I know that's difficult for some folks. I, I get it, but like to the extent that you have the self-control to do this, go, let me tell you about this idea I had. They're like, let's have a conversation, see what their reaction is. And then you're gonna know a lot more. And it could be that they're very into the game. And then you can, depending on what both people want, you can either keep that really casual. So you kind of like spring it on them, assuming you've read the room well, or you can even create signals for one another to kind of like say, 
you know, key phrases to let them know that you're kind of feeling this way yeah. and they can well, expect like, that there like, might be. Like we used to do with you. You you would tell me your skin feels tight. That was needing a, uh, well, a spanking. This yeah. is I'm about I'm about to go brat on you. <laughs> Are you ready But it's for the it? same difference. Yeah, it's so the same speak. principle. Yeah. It's the same principle. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to let people have their fun. I'm going to be your, your mom, your kink mom. And <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, have a conversation first. It's okay. It's better. I understand the urge and it's easy to act on those kind of urges. Cause you like you're, convince yourself it's going to be a great time. Woo, woo, things can go bad quickly. So <laughs> take the urge and use it to start the conversation and then yeah, have fun yeah. later. Okay. Last one. Hmm. This one, I don't know if I'll rant, but it did, it bothered me. So we'll, okay. we'll see. And there is an update. I will not read the update until after we've talked about it. And hopefully somebody will help me remember to actually read the update. Okay. Here we go. I lost my collar. Hi, everyone. Just seeking different perspectives on something that recently happened. <coughs> Full transparency. I've been a bit bratty these past few weeks where usually I'm not. I just wanted even more of his attention, I guess. So the other night I was assigned a task, but I stayed out too late and did not complete the assigned task. The next day, Master and I were to meet for playtime. There were some additional smaller tasks, more so instructions to follow, I was supposed to do to complete um, complete the preparations for his arrival. But again, time caught up to me and I couldn't get them done that morning. We agreed that I didn't prioritize my tasks properly and had poor time management. He doesn't think I've been taking them seriously enough. I disagree. Naturally, I was punished for not completing my tasks and for getting too bratty lately. I anticipated this and was fine enduring it. But later, he said that bad sluts don't deserve to wear his collar. And while I was bound, he took it off. I immediately felt like using my safe word and crying. I was shocked and I didn't think that was something he would do. I didn't end up using my safe word and we continued to play and finish our scene. He doesn't see this as a big deal, but I'm hurt. He took my collar. This is kind of a big deal to me, and I don't see how he doesn't see this as a big deal. He says it's temporary and I will get it back once I've earned it, but in the meanwhile, there will be no collar related tasks and it's to remain exactly where he left it. He left it on my nightstand, which is a tease. I don't know how I'll feel once he puts it back on me, assuming I'm ever even able to actually earn it back. Right now, I can't stop staring at it, and I don't feel motivated to engage in anything remotely kinky or sexual. I can't stop thinking back to him taking it off. I've asked a close friend who is also a dom, and he doesn't see this as unfair or a big deal either, because there's the chance to earn it back. I know I should talk to my master about this more, but first I'd like to get some thoughts on this, and I'm a bit too emotional right now to discuss this with him. I don't want to cry. Am I overthinking this? Does this mean I might be too attached to my master? Could this mean that I'm not cut out for this after all? Or is it just that this is the first time I'm being strictly punished and I can't handle it? I have thoughts, but please get the opportunity to say yours first for once. Give me your hand. There you go. Uh There, you didn't do my coffee right, so now I'm taking your ring off. It, okay. Yeah. Uh, podcast um, listeners, you can't see my face, but there was a yeah, moment of right. like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, you know, <sighs> collars in in, DIA, in in BDSM have different meanings to different people. Right. Um, but for the most part, they have fairly deep meaning. Mean means your own. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of same thing as a wedding band. Mm-hmm. 
For some people, it is. It's right at the same level. For some people, it is at that same level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that taking someone's collar like that. Without um, previous discussions, with, with, without having negotiated it, without preparing somebody for it. Right. Um, yeah, not not cool. Not Mm-mm. not not something that that should be done. Um, you know. No. <laughs> no. 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 Um, you know. Yeah. I think there there's a lot of things going on there. You know. Yeah. There are certain. Um, you know, punishments. We know between us, you know, what would happen if you crossed the line. What sure. what punishments to expect? Mm-hmm. Um, I would not take your collar Mm-mm. and say, "No, you have to earn I that." I promise back. you, you take it. It'll probably be a cold day in hell before I let you put it back. On. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, "Oh, that's how we play in this." Scorpio bitch in hell. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Right, Now, yeah. it doesn't mean I wouldn't go into a mental anguish spiral privately, <laughs> but publicly between the two of us? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. while, while you know, punishments need to be negotiated, mm-hmm. there, there are some, to me, certain punishments, per se, that kind of... Consequences, you know, at, it's too far. Yeah. When and that, you know, it's funny. First of all, it is okay, and I'm going to use this word lightly because it's not a perfect. Word. It's okay that he believes that he a punishment can be a consequence and be take away the collar, make the person mm-hmm. earn it back. It is equally okay and valid that this person is like, no, that's a step too fucking far. It's either a thing that they talk about and come to an understanding that they can both live with or it makes them incompatible one of the two um this reading this and and reading the submissives reaction to this which made me just want to hug them because there was in and i know again it's my own bias it sounds like there's so much self-doubt like they're they think they're reacting incorrectly to this that they are somehow wrong and i almost fucking hate that the the dom that they talk they talked to the friend validated the fucking other dom like it's like no like because it sounds like they've invalidated the submissive's feelings oh mm-hmm. i don't see a problem with it i'd do it too okay well how about the caveats of did you discuss it first? Was this consented and negotiate negotiated right. and consented to, you know, and, and you can negotiate and consent to a consequence. And then in the moment realize it is, it's not going to work for you. It, it can become a hard limit of, no, I'm not, I'm not going this route. We can't, this, this is off limits. Right. Yeah. And it made me think of the one and only time. And it's the reason I know you say, this is not a good consequence. If you're going to use punishment, the one time you used a punishment that nearly broke both of us because I can't remember what I did or how you got mad at me. We were still long distance and you tried to do 24 hours of silence. No contact. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. You'd have thought on my end, cause yep. that's all I can speak to. You'd have thought somebody died and we hadn't even been together as long as we've been together. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a fresh relationship. Probably there was still some sub frenzy going on. I'm sure it existed uh, for me even then. And we didn't make it 12 hours. No. And I, I knew I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to you. Thank I, God. I yeah. would. I, and I was trying to, like, 
because we were long distance. I was at home with the kids. They were little, little. We, mm. This was before we ever moved in together. And I'm trying to function through my day with them. Yeah. And I felt like I, 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 this sounds melodramatic. I, under, I understand it, but I thought I was breaking into a million pieces and dying mm-hmm. on the inside. It was one of the worst feelings I have ever experienced short of a loved one's death. Like yeah. that, it was that level of grief. Mm-hmm. And then because I was trying to be a good girl, I felt like there was nothing I could do to alleviate said grief because right. you had said, we will speak again in 24 hours. And I was just like every second, like watching a clock somewhere. Like yeah. I had something on me at all and, times to watch time pass. And I, I at that point I realized, oh, this was a big mm-hmm. fuck mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and, uh, you need to fix this. Oh God, I was almost giddy when you called. Yeah. Actually, I was a, I was a little terrified at first. You're about to break up with me, and then I, once I yeah, realized I that it was not that, I was giddy. I was so yeah. happy. And uh, since that point, I've always been one to say, you know, no, do not use that as a punishment. Right. And you know, I I know, I saw it in a comment on I think something that I posted on Instagram or something um, at that handle I hate where somebody said they were in the middle of like a certain amount of silence from their partner as a punishment. And it was, Mm -hmm. it was, it was difficult for them. And my, I didn't say this to them because I I want to be respectful of everybody gets to have their own dynamic. As long as you do your best to go into these negotiations and these conversations with this clear and understanding, blah, blah, blah. And you have an ability to like nope out of something, blah, blah. So I try not to insert myself into people's dynamics, but yeah. I was reading and going, nope, nope, nobody fucking nope. And quite frankly, I think personally, for a majority of people, not everybody, but a majority of people, there are some air quote consequences that are a step too far. I think silence mm-hmm. is one. It is too easy yeah. to feel abandoned, to feel forgotten, to, to go into your own like grief spiral, yeah, shame spiral, like all these feelings that can come up that then you can't even lean into your dynamic to kind of talk through them. And you might go, we're going to, we're going to do silence for a day, a week. Ugh, I can't. And you don't know who you're coming back to. Cause you don't know what the fuck they've gone through to get through those days. And I understand there are some people who would be like, it can't be that serious. It fucking can. This is on that level for me. Yeah. If they had talked about it, negotiated it, come up with boundaries. Ra pointed out, and I agree taking it off of, the submissive while they were bound. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were completely powerless. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Because at this point that's, if they're not feeling powerless to have stopped something like that and wondering, you know, what that means. And the, the, what seems to be pretty clear to me, like the, the grief and the, the thought process, they're, processes they're going through the worst fucking thing this person did was not just to have done it but to have done it in that situation how do i trust you Mm -hmm. to make me powerless in a scene that's supposed to be pleasurable on some level if i now know that you're capable of that right and then to you know and you know i I guess thing that i think about too is like okay well you know he says she can earn this back but what does that fucking mean but but then what's to stop him from just Right. And again, at some other point. And does it I mean, and I know that there are people in dynamics who who they put a collar on their submissive once it's air quote earned. But. And again, you can do whatever works for everybody involved. And if that works for you, more power to you. But maybe it's my trust issues. Maybe it's the fact that I have 
spent a lifetime trying to please other people, that hits me in a space that would make me feel unsafe because if I, if I had to earn this through behavior, through actions, through whatever, that in my mind, that tells me I better continue to be that, that level of whatever that is to keep this, mm-hmm. which means, am I being my authentic self when things are hard? Am I telling you when we've hit a limit I didn't know I had? Am I agonizing over every thought and action I have? Because what if this means I, you know, lose my, the the privilege of the collar and now I have to earn it back? like. I know this is not the intent of everybody, but because of my personal experiences outside of kink, just in life, the level of perfectionism I w- that would be unhealthy mm-hmm. that I as a submissive would try to maintain so that I never had to worry about that thing fucking coming off. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? And and then, you know, it's a it's I will say I think it's a common misstep that each side of the slash might see the collar differently and it's meaning differently. Mm-hmm. And I do this isn't universal because I know I know of dominant partners who take a collar very, very seriously. And I've I've read accounts of a submissive just yanking it off and not taking it seriously and that being crushing to the dominant. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it doesn't happen to dominance, but I know but see, how that, it affects a lot of submissives. But see that and that's a all big comes thing. down to you know, yeah, you say, well, you know, you have the conversation and, and, and like, well, but that's, that's a lot to talk about. You talk about, but you have to know these things. Those things are important because if, you know, whether it's a play collar, whether it's a, it, some people have consideration collars, right. you know, all right, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about being play partners. We're, we're talking about having a relationship. What does a collar mean to you? Right. I think it's like anything else. You we you know talk about what certain types of play might mean and what that might look like. This is just right in that list. And you know, at my my most gracious self says this is a miscommunication. The mm-hmm. two see this very differently. Need to asap have a conversation about yeah. it. And personally, because this all occurred without this person's consent and knowledge that it was even a possibility, I think this whole earn it back needs to be revoked fucking immediately, put yeah. the damn thing back on them, assuming they even fucking want it back. Because you know what? That's a real <laughs> risky run when you snatch somebody's collar away. They might not want it back when you're ready to give it to them, okay? Be careful what you ask for because you just might fucking get it, okay? Um, but if they can find parameters that they can both agree to, it could be as simple as it was a miscommunication. Um, I, the other thing that, and this could be a personal to this person thing, but I already um, am giving side eye to the Dom in this situation. So when I read a line um, that says, I know I'm supposed to talk to my partner about this, but I'm a bit too emotional to discuss it with him and I don't want to cry. That is a, a personal choice. Like some people don't want to cry even mm-hmm. in front of their partners. Maybe the relationship's not established too much. Maybe they're not comfortable. Like that's legit and valid. However, I'm I'm not getting warm fuzzies about this master. I'm air quoting that right now because this person hasn't proven shit to me yet. Um, that their submissive slave, whatever, whatever partner doesn't want to cry in front of them. Look, I don't want to cry in front of JB, but sometimes it's going to fucking happen because you're going to see my yeah. real emotions. If we have something important to talk about and I get emotional in the middle of it, sure, we might stop and pause and let me catch my breath, but I'm not going to hide my fucking emotions either. Why? Because I know I'm safe to not have to. I know I can express my emotions. 
I might have to do it respectfully if we're speaking of anger or annoyance. <laughs> but, like, you know, I can't know this. It's impossible to tell from this. But do they not want to cry in front of their partner because that's a thing for them and that, you yeah. know, they'll work through or not in their own way at some point? Or is this because of how this person tends to make them feel or dismisses them? Like, what? Like, I'm not I'm not in a, a mood to give benefit of the doubt to the the guy who's taken somebody's fucking collar like that. I'm just I'm just not I'm not feeling charitable towards that person. But yeah, that kind of I don't know. So no, I don't to answer this person's questions. No, I don't think they're overthinking it. Um, I, oh, does this mean I might be too attached to my master? I hate that question. Mm. I understand that there are dynamics that are meant to stay a little bit more casual play only. You're not going to like move in together, get married, blah, blah, blah. You're not going to go like those kinds of routes. Like I get that. But the fact that it's, it's like something somewhere along the way, whether it's their understanding of BDSM because of their community that they're in, the partner they have, or just something, something about their understanding of this dynamic has them questioning, if I am upset by this thing my partner did, does that mean I'm too attached? Am I, if I'm upset about losing my collar with zero consideration, negotiation and consent, does that mean I'm too attached to my partner? That, that make that like bothers me on multiple levels. I don't know if you're air quote too attached. I don't even know what that fucking means. I know that on some level, and I don't use this term lightly. I don't know that I necessarily needs to be given its most serious meaning, but I think it would be valid to say that that was a violation of your dynamic, of your play of something. The collar was taken off of you when you had no way of like stopping it. And you know, the feeling you had was so bad you wanted to say for it. Like, I feel like that's a violation. So you're not too fucking attached. You're responding to the fucking thing that happened to you that you were in no way emotionally or mentally prepared for. Um, Could this mean that I'm not cut out for this after all? No, no, you are, this person to me is having a completely reasonable response to what's happening. And quite frankly, if somebody is, should not be in this after all, I'm thinking it's the one calling themselves air quote master, but that's just me. this one is a, a valid question. The final question or thing. Is it just that this is the first time I'm being strictly punished and I can't handle it? I think that's not in this situation because this is all a little bit fucked up or all kinds of fucked up mm-hmm. depending on your perspective. But I think there is something to the, the very first, th- that first consequence punishment thing. That can be rough because I, I, one of the things that made me go, holy shit, no, I'm submissive in a power exchange dynamic was allowing myself as a grown ass fucking woman to be punished, air quote that if you'd like, mm-hmm. by another grown ass adult in a relationship. Like that's that's so far outside of most people's comfort zones and experiences until you've been in power exchange for a while. Like it can, that can fuck you up alone. If this was like a run of the mill, like there we weren't talking about violating and lack of consent and like we weren't using that kind. If this was just like, oh, this was an agreed upon, previously agreed upon punishment and this is the first time I'm dealing with it. I'd be like, there is something to this. Maybe it is just harder because you've, you're yeah. confronting feelings and thoughts mm-hmm. and an experience that your rational mind is probably going, what the fuck are we doing here? But this and, ain't that, yeah. by the way. And if this is their first infraction, so to speak, right? that's, that's a pretty harsh punishment. Right. You know, if, if they were not completing the tasks, I'd kind of be like, what's going on with you? Right. 
I would def- you know, default to communication first. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, what what's going on here? Why 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 aren't you doing this? Right. If if you know, you sat there and, and you told me, Well, you know, I just didn't feel like it. Right. Then, you know, yeah, there's there's gonna be some Oh yeah, there's gonna be some some, some rep- repercussions there. You know, if if you were to come to me and and, and then you you know, I, I I said, you know, why isn't this getting done? And you're like, well, you know, the boys had this going on, and I've been running around doing that, and and then on top of it, I had a migraine. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, well, you know, then we need to to, to restructure. That's another some. thing that stood out. They both agreed and admitted that it was poor time management on this person's part that led to these things not being mm-hmm. done. Again, every dynamic is different, and I know that, and everybody is different, and right. I know that. One poor time management can either mean an overly busy life or maybe what you fucking need is some help Two, and it can mean a lot of things but two the where my mind went is it can mean sometimes sometimes a neurodivergence sort of situation where time management is just fucking hard until you find the tools the methods Mm -hmm. the hacks as it were to to get yourself sorted and i am curious about what kind of dynamic they have because and i guess i'm just used to a caretaker type of role i'm used to my daddy because if i said to you I have all these things. I understand I have all these things, but time management, I am struggling with this. Mm-hmm. This is why this is not happening. There might be consequences for the thing. Maybe that's you and I are, are different from of other people. I get mm-hmm. that. But also it would either be or, or also you would go, let's sit down together and figure out how we can help you avoid right. this in the future. I how mean, we can help you yeah. not not do your I shit. Mean, the, the, the prime example that I, that I can I can see in that with us just most recently which we've kind of mentioned uh a time or two was the the calendar you kept a paper calendar mm-hmm. and and you you know were the 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 master calendar keeper mm-hmm. and you know you were getting on me about overbooking and, and doing things and i was me so not, frustrated <laughs> and, and me not knowing what was going on or having to ask me every five minutes right I was like and <laughs> You you resisted tooth and nail to put this mm-hmm. thing on 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 an online calendar where everybody could could see and you know, mm-hmm. and yet once it was right because so you know you 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 kind of have to okay if time management is a problem let's see what's going on here and we can because and part of that work is with this and again not every dynamic is like this I know that mm-hmm. in our dynamic. We're not, tr- the punishment is not the point. We actually want to avoid consequences. Right. We're trying to like live harmoniously within our power exchange and me do the things I said I would do and you lead and, con- and, and control and conduct and decide and blah, blah, blah. And so when there are things happening that mean that rules are getting broken or tasks aren't getting completed, while there might be a consequence, what we're actually gonna try and do is fucking fix the situation. And from what little bit that we can, I can glean from this, uh, it seems that it's been left to the submissive to earn back the collar. Yeah. And I think they even said, I'm not sure, you know, if I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So it's like, you're not actually trying to help your partner improve their right. behavior, not have this happen again, avoid mm-hmm. this. Like that bugs me. And again, you don't have to be a caretaker type of dominant. Like, I think that might, that might inform how a dominant approaches this like yeah. my daddy is gonna like take me in hand and go here let's you know because that's what my daddy dom does you might not be a caretaker type of dominant but don't if if the game is not ooh, the, the punishment is fun for us yeah. like that's a thing 
but it's like actually we're, we're trying to avoid that like what are you doing if you just stand back and go i hope you figure that shit out and like unless this is meant to be more casual and you're not that involved and that's been again mm-hmm. negotiated and consented to right like you're you're uh, you're almost setting somebody up for failure if you're at least not communicating here's mm-hmm. what i think you could do you know here's here are some suggestions here's some things i see or can i help you with this is there something i can be doing for you like you know something like i just i i know I, i'm seeing this through the lens of you know daddy doms and baby girl self like i get it i get that uh, not everybody's gonna see it that way but i'm just like unless part of the dynamic is f- for the punishment to occur and that is in some way pleasurable for for the couple involved why would you not have at least a little bit of hand as the dom in trying to make sure this does not repeat? Right. Or being clear about, here's what I need you to do to, to earn this back. Here's the timeline yeah. we're yeah. on. But but only because the collar's been temporarily removed after we talked about it and we both ne- consented to that could be a, a consequence. Mm-hmm. And I personally think, again, everybody can do what they wanna do, I know that. There should be in my opinion, levels to consequences. Because one missed task, because something weird in life like prevented anything, is different than a blatantly disregarded rule with no shame or, you know, thought or apologies, Mm -hmm. versus multiple missed tasks over some level of time. Like if we're going zero to 60 from, oh, you were doing just fine too. I've snatched your collar and you're crying in a corner, like curled up in the fetal fucking position. What are we doing? Like if I know that the smallest thing I do is gonna get me the biggest repercussion, what's gonna fucking stop me from the biggest shit? Like, I mean, I guess maybe I sound like the brat I'm I'm accused of being when I say that, but you know, like I think that's a little bit of human nature. It's like, (laughs) oh, it's gonna be shitty because I forgot this one thing. Yeah. Well, now my day is derailed. What What is supposed to keep me, you know, on track when it's gonna be a hellacious consequence? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there should be levels. Yeah. And yeah. that's not just because we're in a DDLG kind of thing. I just think there should be levels if there's consequences. Yeah. Because yeah. there are levels to infractions. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, as a parent, the infraction for, you know, getting multiple traffic tickets is different than you forgot to put away the dishes. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, make it yeah. make sense. So that's what I'm going to say there. Now, mm-hmm. do you have anything else you'd add? No, okay. I, I, I'd like to see what the update okay, is Okay, there now. is an update. Yeah. Update. Hi, everyone. Thank you for your responses. I reached out and we had a chat about this on the phone. I'm sure we'll talk more about it when we next meet. He said he took the caller because I wasn't completing my tasks. He feels I haven't been taking them or our dynamics seriously enough and says wearing his collar is a privilege. I understand this. I told him that I didn't know that revocation of the collar was ever on the table and we talked about that. Interestingly, when I asked him what me being collared means to him, he mentioned that the collar isn't as binding as a wedding ring, which is something a few here mentioned. Something tells me the collar doesn't hold the same weight to him as it does to me, but that's just something we'll have to discuss in person. I need to see his face for that. Yeah. Which that and, makes total sense. And, that's and how that, you can yank it away from somebody. Right. Be, and yeah, because they 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 just don't see it the they same don't, way. They see it differently. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Exactly. Um, to to him, it's probably nothing more than a play collar. Right. It's part of the dynamic, but it's not a thing to, that revol- the dynamic revolves, revolves around. around. Whereas for the, the submissive, they don't see it that way. This 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 has some meaning to me. Right. 
And, you know, it's funny because early, that ended up being a conversation we have very early in our dynamic. I mean, before we were doing a whole bunch of stuff, it was like, what does a caller mean to you? That was a conversation we had. So that is it. That's plenty. I worried that wouldn't be enough to fill an episode. Well, here we are. (laughs) Uh, So it happens when I go on tangents and rants. Um, just a reminder, there is a whole like subreddit called BDSM advice. Um, you can use it yourself if you'd like. Uh, but also if you are spending any time on that side of, uh, Reddit or just the internet in general, and you see something you're like, oh, they would have opinions. Feel free Mm -hmm. to send it to us. Uh, we have a contact page, uh, on our website and our email address is floating around out there. It's loving BDSM podcast at Gmail. Um, and Onyx is now on the desk and rubbing mm-hmm. her head against the microphone. My microphone, sorry if that is causing <laughs> some noises. Um, also, uh, thanks to Ra Ra, there is now a BDSM Am I the Asshole subreddit. Um, so uh, feel free to ascend people that way or to use it yourself. Um, it will now be on my like roster of places to check when we do these episodes. Uh, another thanks again to Silent Wing for sending um, the, I think the first three to us. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. I think we can go into a bonus section. Yeah. Now that uh, Onyx is rubbing against our microphones, mm-hmm. showing her butthole to the camera <laughs> <laughs> and uh, having a good time. Uh, yeah. So. Okay, so uh, are we good? I don't know. Onyx has not decided yet. (laughs) Keep Keep it it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Onyx, don't step on anything, ma'am. Don't step on the mouse. Don't step. Okay, just. Look, if you were a cuddlier cat, I would just pick you up and hold you. But that is know, not right? going to happen. Can I talk to the crickets, please, Daddy? You can talk to the crickets. Thank Go ahead. you. I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, give me a second. Surprise, your voice isn't a little hoarse. It is. My throat know. hurts a little bit. I will think of something to say. I don't have anything pressing. Do you have anything? Because I'm I'm no. petting Onyx now and getting right. cat fur all over the desk I just cleaned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see what has been going on for us. Uh, we did apartment hunting with the 17 year old. Yes. Uh, he picked, uh, of the apartments we looked at, um, he picked one. Um, and it's so funny because this was obvious the moment I had to think about it, but I had not been thinking about it. He is 17 and will remain so until July, but needs to move in in August. We cannot wait for him to be 18 to apply for said apartment. No. So. I had to apply for the lease under my name and he's just listed um, at least until he's 18. And I've gotten conflicting information about what would happen once he's 18. Either it, the the thing can just be put in his name or he has to wait till renewal and do a, you know, a new application. New, so it, can yeah. it doesn't matter as long as the child has a place to lay his head while he's going to school uh, right. in the fall. Um, I am still waiting to hear back about whether we got approved. Uh, it's really not a question of getting approved or not. It's a question of, do we have to pay a deposit or not? Um, the way the universe has been like flicking me in the head for the past <laughs> couple weeks, I'm not gonna be surprised if there's no security deposit. I just, there shouldn't be based on what they told us at the apartment complex and on the tour, but the universe is enjoying like just fucking with us just a little bit lightly, mm-hmm. not like it did a couple years ago, but just enough to be an annoyance. So 
we'll see. Um, but yeah, we did apartment hunting uh, last Thursday, day after we did last week's live stream. And then on Saturday we finished up um, and the place is very affordable. Thank yeah. God. His financial aid will cover it fully. Um, I think one semester might cover the whole year. So that's kind of nice to, to have. Um, the one he chose was, it wasn't the most updated, upgraded, prettiest, but it had the chillest vibe. Like you just walked around and yeah. talked to people and felt like, okay, this isn't so bad. Um, and then one of his besties who um, goes to the same school has been there a little bit long, has been there two years yeah. so far. Uh, she's actually moving into an apartment complex that's directly across the street. I was like, ooh, check that one. Is it in your budget? It was not in no. his budget. <laughs> and nowhere's you are not. His, nowhere's near his You're budget. not going to that one. Uh, so um that's been happening yep uh we are we've got the next two weeks our band parent filled 17 year old has a concert friday night i have no information about it like i know where <laughs> but i don't know what time and i don't know how long it's gonna last but i know he has one the 13 year old has a band thing and like an hour's drive away on saturday uh next week the 17 year old has a band thing on a saturday and an hour's drive in another direction yeah. uh, <laughs> ah. i know i know normally we say this during marching season but like this is our like this is our concert band season of stuff yeah. plus the 17 year old tried out for stuff he hadn't tried out for before and got in this mm. year so he's got a lot more going on um yeah one of the things he's got coming up he's going to be first chair yeah <laughs> so proud mom moment this will make no sense i think unless you're like you ever did band in some way. So his main instrument is euphonium. So also baritone. They're technically two separate things, but if you didn't know, that's one of the, mm -hmm. anyway, that's his main instrument. He also has played trumpet since he was like in middle school. He's not as good on trumpet as he is on the other, but it's his instrument. He also wanted to learn how to play trombone and he got a little cheapy one. I think he actually got it for free from somebody. Yeah. And he calls it K Rusty, crusty, cause it, it looks like it's it came from a garage sale. Something. And yeah. I think somebody else bought it at a garage sale and then gave it to him. I'm, he, <laughs> he calls it crusty. Uh, he has never in all the seven years he's been playing musical instruments, played in an ensemble or played formally the trombone. He is self-taught. He knows enough about music that he's fine mm -hmm. self-taught. So he tried out for this jazz thing on the trombone, knowing he probably wouldn't get in, but he just wanted to try out to see see if he could do it. Not only did he get in, he got first chair. Yep. <laughs> um, he has said it's partly because the most competitive players ended up not trying out because during the time of that Thing, the jazz thing he's doing these kids have testing and they couldn't get out of it so they just couldn't even try out it wasn't even an option so he was like i'm not even gonna get in if i get in i'll be last chair his first chair so he's like oh shit i better practice this music <laughs> <laughs> so uh proud band mom moment yeah. um i keep going yep you've definitely put in the work and deserve to be where you're headed oh, yeah. like I, he does i've known that but it's like i see him doing these new things and succeeding at them and excelling i'm like yeah, you, yeah, you're, in, you're on the right path right now. Um, we have had conversations about just because this is the path you're on right now. If there comes a day you're like, I don't think this is the right path for me. Like, I'm like I said, jump paths. You don't have to stay yeah. here if this isn't right for you. Um, Wouldn't be the first one to change no. majors or yeah. Right, and I'm, I can't with a straight face tell somebody that what they ought to do is 
stay in a field or stay on a major, you know, whatever, just because they did it in college. Mm -hmm. Because I was 32 and I went, you know what? I'm going to throw all of that previous corporate experience out the fucking window and go write about sex. Like, and now here we are. Uh, somebody asked, how's Lola? Um, Lola she is snoopsin'. Yeah, she... <laughs> she is out cold. Yeah, she is. Um, she's doing well. Um, she She's not too happy about her diet. No, she Having wants to, to be, be more, on a diet. <laughs> she wants to be more food more often. Right. Yeah. Um, but she's doing good. We, you know, we... Um, been pretty regular with her walks i think we gave the neighbors a show the other night we took her out for her walk we knew the rain was coming in so we needed to get out and get back in but she right. loves her walk so we didn't want to deprive her of it she also hates water and rain oh gosh so i can't remember the the thing that caused it but we got her and it's it's not really a run it's a galump, but it's a fast galump. <laughs> we got her air quote running down the street with us i she likes to follow people and things that keeps her moving. So I, t- I try to get up ahead of her. So she's following me. I start running. She starts running and she's got a big pity, like mouth agape, lips flapping, ears flapping. Jowls. Yeah. Just, oh my God. <laughs> JB is, and look, put air quotes around it for all three of us. We were air quote running. <laughs> right. Um, and we were trying to like get her excited, get her moving. We're like, let's get this heart rate up for everybody. Right. And no less than two or three neighbors. We're like outside while we were doing this. And they just looked at us. And one guy, it was funny because it's the reaction I probably would have had. He just shook his head and laughed. And I went, I'm not offended. Like, right? No. I know this looks ridiculous. I no doubt at all this looks ridiculous. And see, you saw more than I did. I was paying You were just much. trying to stay upright. I, I was and just a- trying to stay upright and, and, and keep up with her. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, um,. Yeah, she had a good time. She was wiped out after that. We all were. Yeah. We all were wiped out. But, you know, it, it's funny. Yeah, Lola, you know, I, I see all these um, Instagram reels of, of pibbles, you know, that have like little swimming pools in the backyard or play in the sprinklers, you know, go go to the beach and love to be in the water. No, this girl wants nothing to do with nothing water, do with no that. matter where it comes from. Um, She'll drink it. That's about it. Yeah. Um, yesterday, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. She was, she was out in the yard. I I was working in the tiny shop and I'm in there working. And all of a sudden she just came tearing into the shop full speed, came to a dead stop and just, just stood there. And I was in the middle of something. I could not stop what I was doing to see what was going on. As soon as I stopped, you know, I looked, she wasn't hurt. Then I looked outside and saw it was pouring down rain. She was laying out there in the yard. It started raining, and, and she just beat feet to get in the shed. She knew where it was safe yeah. and dry. And and at that point, then, I was wondering <laughs> if I was going to be able to get her to the house. That was my favorite part, because I didn't know what was going on. I'm standing here in the office with the back door to the 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 backyard and i hear you going come on Lola, come on you can do it <laughs> and then the door flies open and she comes barreling in and i'm like you had to basically run her across the yard i, I had to get her, her all psyched up in the shop and then you know we bolted and ran and you know yeah, yeah got 
rent and got to the door and you know mm-hmm. it, yeah she but I've, she did it she two did it. things i feel like we've been doing a, i think it's glucosamine for joint health for yes. for dogs we've been she's been on that now for a couple of months and i think yeah. i think it is helping her yeah um because she will run a little bit more and mm-hmm. and is a little bit more spry trying to jump up and down from stuff yes um but two and i don't know I know what to do, but I don't know what to do about this. I think her willingness, if you get her amped up enough to run and jump and play, mm-hmm. is further proof that an energetic second dog, which I don't know if I can handle an energetic yeah. second dog, is would probably be beneficial to her. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our option for that, if we take it, is we would need to foster. Yeah. Um, and, and we cannot take on an, the expense of a second dog at this point. Uh, speaking of uh, animals, <laughs> uh, we think Cheddar the cat has a home yeah. now somewhere else. And while we are happy for her, we are sad for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheddar was the orange cat that was floofy and beautiful and had the cutest little chirpy meow. Mm-hmm. Um, one day last week, yeah. she came over for food eventually like she wasn't there in the morning and then she was there in the evening and then she didn't eat all the food and also she had a flea collar on which i understood why somebody would put a flea collar on her but it was also not a breakaway collar which freaked Mm -hmm. me the fuck out i was like she cannot be an outdoor cat with a collar that can't come unlatched easily we've seen her in trees like we know what she's capable of so we were debating what to do about it and then she there was like a, she came back a little bit the next day but not really to eat and then we have not seen her for three, three days now. days yeah so i'm telling and somebody I'm, put the collar on her so i'm thinking she's in their house and i'm i'm i was thinking about that this morning i'm like they they probably put the collar on her to kind of start getting the flea you know getting her you know so they could bring her in the house probably. and and you know what i i i I'm happy, happy for, for her. her yes. I'm sad for us. Yeah. I think. It, I mean, even even like with the dog, we we could not afford another cat right now. No, no, not with the way these what we feed these girls, and we don't even no. feed them the most expensive stuff. But it's yeah, something's <laughs> gonna have to happen with inflation. First. <laughs> Woo! Um, I know it makes me sad though, but I'm happy yeah. for her. I know. I know. Yeah. So, but I think, I think Onyx knew I was giving some affection away mm-hmm. because right before Cheddar went off to whoever loves her now, but they can't love her as much as I did. Um, she, Onyx started like getting, coming up near me, demanding affection. Yeah. She actually got in my lap one time. She wasn't really on my lap. She was on the pillow that was on my lap, but we'll call it that. Um, and she's been a little bit more, she's a very skittish cat, but she's been a little bit more relaxed, like here in the office than she had been. Yeah. She has also figured out, and it's because the cat tree is where it is. We need to move the damn cat tree if we want to stop her. I know, I know. I watched her jump from one of the cat trees up onto, it's technically a China, air quote this, China hutch. We got it from Ikea. I mean, it's not a fancy China hutch, but thankfully it's bolted to the wall. It's like six feet something up. It's a tall one. She jumped up there and then went into her gargoyle mode and just sort of perched and was yurtle the turtling it. Right. Everything I see is my domain. And and she's been up there a couple times now. I think it relaxes her. She just sits up there and she just like surveys the domain. Yep. 
Yep. Um, yeah, not that, I don't know if we should or shouldn't. I've had some thoughts because we have empty wall space of catifying. Yeah. I've already watched her come off of the hutch onto our dining room kitchen table where we eat. And I'm like, one day she's going to decide to do that while there's like food on the table. I can just feel this. (laughs) So, but that's okay. It's taken her three years. I've yeah. gotten her in my lap one time now. So we'll see what happens in three more years. Um, so yeah, mm. anything else? Not really. I'm just mm. I'm just plugging along and same. You know, trying to keep my head above water best I can. Same. I'm using my coping method of working my ass off. Um, <laughs> you can't feel anything if you're too busy. <laughs> Who's got time to think when there's there's work to be done? Right. That's not healthy but it works um okay here comes, here lola. comes lola is she gonna come say hi to you ah. and jump up we'll see if we can get a lola sighting before we oh, go no nope. no nope, she, she fell down she she late late fell, she, fell down she collapsed lola. down she wants belly rubs sorry y'all no lola sighting this week yeah okay uh we're gonna go mm-hmm. uh thanks uh for thanks, being here with thanks us for joining us and uh hanging out for the ride and the rants mm-hmm. especially to the bitter end when we're yeah. not actually talking about anything uh <laughs> deeply meaningful uh we will be back next week yeah. with more of whatever the fuck this is mm-hmm. okay. excuse me bye <laughs> bye <laughs>